Welcome to the Faithful with a Little podcast. I'm your host, Lori Bradley. I'm a wife, mama, blogger, wedding coordinator, and securities licensed financial educator who is passionate about encouraging you in your journey with Jesus Christ. Let's be honest, we desire more because we weren't created to be stagnant. What if I told you the secret to more was to first be faithful with a little? Yes, God has purpose for the in-between season of where you are and where you want to be. In this podcast, I'll bring you raw, honest conversation about what it takes to faithfully walk out whatever life throws at you. From simple finance concepts that will help you get ahead to hearing from a variety of guests on how they tackle their in-between season. Being faithful with a little won't be easy, but it sure will be worth it. Hey, before we get started with this episode, I wanted to make two quick announcements. First of all, in this episode, I got the privilege of interviewing a lady named Carrie who shares that she is on staff with Crew. With that being said, per Crew guidelines, we needed to put a disclaimer that what she shares in this episode is not the opinions of Crew, but of herself. Second of all, we will be going to an every other week format for a season. So the next episode after today will be aired on March 17th, and then we will let you guys know when we'll go back to an every week format down the road. So with that being said, welcome to episode number 10. Today, I am super excited to have a guest on the show. Her name is Carrie, and we are going to talk about when to speak up and then maybe more importantly, when not to speak up. And so I met Carrie when I was in college at the University of North Texas. Carrie was actually one of the staff members with Crew that used to be Campus Crusade for Christ. And so I was in that organization and she was one of the leaders. And so that's why or how I got to meet her and her family. And so one of the ways we've stayed connected is through social media. And so I got to see Carrie post a video on this topic, when to speak up even on the internet is what she was specifically talking about. And so I'm going to let Carrie introduce herself, tell you guys a little bit about who she is, what she's been up to recently. And so first of all, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about yourself? Thanks so much, Lori. It's been so fun keeping up with you on social media and seeing all that you're doing. Um, yeah, as you said, um, I'm on staff with Crew. So is my husband, Carl. We've been serving as full-time staff with Crew for 20 years now. Um, and Crew is a not-for-profit organization that is devoted to sharing the gospel on college campuses. Um, technically, it's called a parachurch organization because it's, um, which is like a parallel, what it's meaning. But really, I feel like we intersect with the church a lot. And so our main goals are to... Um, really reach out to people who would not feel comfortable going to church and um, minister in those pockets of campus. And then one of the main ways that we do that is by discipling believers who are on campus who can build relationships with others. So Mm -hmm. there's evangelism and discipleship involved, but always with our mind on reaching out. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you guys are definitely have impacted my life and I know you continue to do that. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's awesome. Um, So speaking of this topic, um, I feel like the reason maybe why your Instagram video on this really spoke out to me is because one of the things I've personally wrestled with this past year is 
when when do I speak up? Because I, I kept hearing this phrase, if you're silent, you're part of the problem. And I, I just wrestle with that because mm-hmm. I feel like no matter what I said, I always said something wrong to somebody. And so um, what does the word silent actually mean, right? Um, silence is part of the problem. But I started to really wrestle through what what's the difference between Silence in the sense of not speaking up in a moment of personally witnessing injustice versus silence and just not speaking up about the knowledge of injustice happening. Because I think those two things are really different. So one of the examples someone shared with me was, let's say you're on the elevator with a few people and one of the person persons on the elevator, people on the elevator, they are specifically being discriminated against based on something on their outer appearance. And so if you are witnessing this on an elevator and you turn a blind eye and you don't speak up for the person who is being you know, talked down to for some reason, I would say in that situation, no questions asked, you're wrong, because we're called to stand up for people in that situation. But then I think some people would take that a step further and say, if you don't go and you don't share that, whether it's publicly on social media or whatever, then you're wrong for not bringing awareness to the situation. And that's where I wrestle with what this really should look like, because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think you have to go post about it even though you believe that it was wrong. And so um, kind of with that, I mean, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are on this. Mm. I totally agree with what you're saying, Lori. And um, you're right that it is complex. And so whenever I'm thinking about speaking up specifically on social media, I think through three areas and they all start with P. And the thing that you're talking about is one of them. It's called position. Hmm. Am I in a position to speak? And so we know that the Lord sometimes puts us in those places um, where he, he has made us to be the ones to speak up. But social media can get tricky because we all have a position, right? We all can take to our keyboard but just because we can doesn't mean that the Lord is calling us to do it in that moment. And so the other two P's, which we'll um, explain a little bit more later, but are um, posture and also prophecy. And so thinking through the other two help me to know if I am, in fact, in the position that the Lord wants me to speak up. Mm. That's really good. Okay, I'm liking this, the three Ps. So I'm excited to dive into that a little bit more. So what are some of the initial responses people would typically have, let's say, in response to seeing something tragic? Yes, whenever there's tragic news and that shows up on the internet, we're going to feel a lot of different things. So first of all, it could be shock, um, grief, fear. Um, We could feel speechless. We could have that emotion of just Mm -hmm. not knowing what we're thinking and what to say. And we could be also be angry. And sometimes that anger could stem from a righteousness of us knowing what um, the Lord desires and also unrighteousness, which involves our sin. Okay. So speaking of righteousness and unrighteousness, can you tell us a little bit more about what the difference is between those two things? Yeah, and you know, this question is, um, it's tricky. I feel like it comes up a lot, but um, us being in the position of righteous anger, I think is really rare. Mm. And I've heard pastors um, give that same counsel because um, when our emotions flare, it's so easy for us to get out of alignment with the Spirit. And so 
um, really to have that purely righteous anger would be centered in the Lord's will. And it would never be in a moment of where the emotions are so high that I'm just starting to process them or get them all out. It wouldn't be this overflowing anger. And so really, whenever I have those moments of feeling angry, I want to sort out what in this is sin and what is from God. Um, And I want to do that with him first Mm. and get into that secret place with him in the spirit where he can um, settle my heart. And then I can still feel that anger at injustice, but it won't be flaring in quite the same way um, as it would before I got with the Lord, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's really just taking a step back and yeah, going to him and making sure your responses in that case would be righteous, right? Um, That's awesome. So can you give an example? Like I know when I think about maybe righteous anger, I think about David in the Psalms. And so we see if you read through the Psalms, Mm -hmm. David pours his heart out to the Lord. And so do you, can you think of a specific example maybe from the Psalms where David poured his heart out maybe in a righteous way? What does that look like? Well, you're right. Yes. There's so many examples from Psalms. I feel like um, David, well, there's kind of a running joke, I think, in the Enneagram circles that he must have been an Enneagram 4 because he's so in touch with his emotions and pours them out <laughs> so readily. But we can learn from that. I myself am not um, a personality that that comes easy to. And so I've learned it from David. And so I can just kind of open up to the middle of it and it falls open. I can see one like Psalm 56 where he's telling God that he's afraid, that he has enemies who are coming after him. You know, he feels trampled. He feels like people are arrogant and fighting against him. And so he pours all that out on his words. And then um, every song, you'll notice, has a shift. So after he said all the things that are frustrating him in all the ways, there's a shift of, I will trust in you. And so we see mm-hmm. that in Psalm 56, right in the middle, I will trust in you, God. You are worthy to be praised. I can trust you. I don't have to be afraid with you. What can mere mortals do to me? Um And so when we get to that place, after we've poured our heart out to the Lord, and then to the shift of filling up with His goodness, I think that then we can know better of when to share our words. Mm. And even just hearing you talk, I think about, I think a lot of times we think when we go to the Lord, we have to put on a front. And I love that Mm -hmm. even with what you just read, like David is so honest and vulnerable and God already knows, right? And so I think Mm -hmm. in order to have that filter, when we do go and speak up, when we feel called to do so, being able to be raw and honest with the Lord is what helps us process what we actually need to say when called to say something. And so that's really good. So much. So Mm -hmm. what, what does the Lord command of us when it does come to speaking up? So let's say maybe on the internet or on a platform that you have been given, what does the Lord command of us in that? Yeah, so this is where the next P comes in, and it's our posture. And so God tells us that our posture is to be one of love. And then specifically, what that means is that we want to build others up. Mm. And so if I'm considering speaking up online, and I'm feeling like I need to vent my feelings, then that is not a posture of love or building up. If I Mm. feel like I really need to be heard, and I, I want my voice to be known, that's not the same thing either. And if I'm feeling like I see all of this thing, all of, you know, whether it's injustice or just 
incorrect perspectives, according to my own opinion. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling like I want to correct everything that I see, that's also not the same thing. Now, there can be a posture of love and building up in correction, right? We do that when we discipline our kids. But the posture of anything like that will be, again, to build and not to tear down with our words. Mm, that's really convicting of, you know, if you just want your voice to be heard, and um, that's probably not the time that you're being called to speak up on your platform. And so that's, I, at least for me, that's very convicting. And so I'm, I'm grateful that you said that because I think it's something to process for sure. Okay, so we've talked about the two P's now. And the third P you mentioned earlier was prophecy. And so can you talk a little bit more about the gift of prophecy? And how do you know if you have that gift? Great question. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 talk a lot about gifts of the Spirit. And so it mentions gifts such as teaching, administration, um, there can be gifts of hospitality, and prophecy is in that list. Now, when we hear the word prophecy, we usually think of like the Old Testament prophets, and a lot of times we think of them telling the future, which they did, what they would proclaim some of the things that God was going to do, but if you look at what they're doing overall, they are reiterating a lot of things that God has already said. They are sharing truths of the Lord. Um, they're re-explaining covenants. And so a prophet um, in the New Testament times is considered one who brings truth. And so not so much a prediction, not a fortune teller, right? But someone who's speaking the words of the Lord. And so what's interesting is that because we all who are in Christ have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can work within us a moment of prophecy at any time. And so if mm. you've ever experienced that you've had just the right words to say to someone to encourage them or to admonish them um, or even to bring them to a point of understanding the gospel, that is um, the Holy Spirit working through a gift of prophecy. But not everyone has this as like an ongoing um, spiritual gift more than others, right? Where we would say, okay, I have a gift of teaching, not maybe beyond um, the average Christian. And some people have a gift of mercy that's beyond. So some people have a gift of prophecy mm. um, in and about their daily life all the time. And so how you could know um, if you have it is a few things in First Corinthians 14 gives more insight about this, where it's saying that we'll be tested by people in the church. So you're going to have hopefully your spiritual mentors and your leaders um, affirm that they've seen this in you. And so I have some friends who... Um, who have that gift and people have told them that and it doesn't necessarily mean they're standing um, broadly, you know, speaking to a large crowd. It could just be one-on-one. And so a really practical example I remember is um, I was, uh, when we lived in Texas, I was attending a women's Bible study at our church and we had two new people come um, on the same day to our Bible study. Um, One of them was named Alex and one was Leah and Leah was a single mom. And she hadn't come to Bible study um, ever before. And she told us in the midst of Bible study that she was dating a non-Christian. And it was really important for her to find um, a father for her child. Mm. And so the leader and the rest of us in the group, you know, we were just listening to Leah. We were there to encourage. I mean, we're from like Southern woman culture where we're not going to speak up right away. Mm -hmm. We want to welcome someone who's new and listen and love and come alongside them. And, um, but Alex, 
first thing she said really gently, but really firm, she said, um, that is not the Lord's plan for you. Wow. That will not be the father that, that God would want for your son. Um, he would want someone who loves the Lord most. And the rest of us kind of, we all had big eyes and we were kind of afraid, like, oh my goodness, has this you know new girl scared off the other new girl? Um, but she thanked her for it. And afterwards, I approached Alex. I was just getting to know her and was like, wow, that was really bold of you. But she received it really well and you did it so gently. Mm. There was nothing rude about it. There was no condemnation in her voice. It was very calm. And she said, you know, I just really felt like God told me to tell that to her. Wow. Um, and she was so humble about it. And the next week, Leah came back to Bible study and she had broken up with that boyfriend. And mm. she said, Alex helped me see that that was not God's will. And so there was this confirmation um, of the Spirit, too, working in Leah's life that God had put that on Alex to say at that moment. And so that's just, um, that's just an example of how we can see prophecy today. Mm-hmm. That's super powerful. And I love how you explained it in the sense that there are people that have that gift, but then there's people who still have moments of prophecy that are still God-given. And so with that, let's say you're talking to somebody and they claim to have the gift of prophecy. So we kind of just talked about how you know if you have it, but what if you're talking to mm-hmm. someone else and they claim to have it? How do you know if that is real so you know whether or not to listen to them? Oh, this is so hard, especially on the internet where people can be claiming that they kind of have the corner on God's will for everyone else. And so right. we really have to test it against scripture. Um, and so this is where being a student of our Bibles is so important because we can easily be influenced by what we see on our screens, but we need to be influenced most through the Holy Spirit and through God's word. And so we can also test it with um our leaders and our mentors. And so um, any of these opinions are things that we see, we want to bring into community. And that's where we're going to see confirmation of the spirit in our life or in, you know, whether it be somebody else's words. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really good. So, okay, kind of taking all that in one thing I was wondering is, how should someone respond? Let's say someone says you have to speak up or you're not following God. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that, but that's something that I I feel like I've constantly heard this past year. And so what would you respond to that if someone came up to you and said, you know, you're not speaking up, so you're obviously not following the Lord? Yeah, there's there's so many wrong things with that statement. I mean, it's really just a form of bullying, honestly. It's trying to shame someone um, by pressuring them to speak up. It's trying to blame them um, or assume they're standing with the Lord based on their actions. Um, all of those things are not biblical. Um, a lot of times it's wrapped up in calling people names and mm-hmm. putting people into categories, which just causes further division within the church. And so I do think that there are um, definitely situations where we should reject apathy you know, if our yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ are hurting and we're ignoring that, um, we're responsible for that. But um, whether or not we have compassion um, is not measured by what we're talking about on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I just I reject any type of bullying in that way. 
Yeah. I love that you just called that out as bullying because I feel like we can hide behind sometimes how we word things. But at the end of the day, I mean, that is what you're doing. And so um, I love just how you explain that. And okay, Mm -hmm. so I often feel overwhelmed with the things that burden my spirit. So if I see something of injustice, um, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is actually like supporting pro-life pregnancy centers and, you know, allowing Mm -hmm. kids a chance to have life. And so when I see something um, that goes against that, or I see someone not have a chance for life, I I feel this this anger boil up in me. And so I can feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with these things that burden my spirit and then not know how or where to start when I when I do feel called to action. So maybe I, I feel like I'm supposed to be a voice for the voiceless. So what is Mm -hmm. your advice for the person who's ready to take a step or speak up? in in that regard, I guess, in any situation, really? Um, Well, I think that uh, we can all start by sharing a testimony. A Mm. testimony is just, you know, a story of how God is working in our life. And so testimonies can be very disarming, whereas prophecy um, or people who are posing as prophets um, usually involve a call to action, right? Just how um, Alex was saying to Leah, this is not the man for you. Mm. Um, but a testimony is, you know, I've been learning about, um, you know, these pregnancy centers and I'm so moved in how they're ministering to women in the community. And so all of that is, um, that can really impact other people. And it's, it's sharing our thoughts in a way that is humble Mm. Um, but still totally honest and honoring to the Lord. And we'll see testimonies just displayed all throughout the New Testament as um, ways that God shares truth about himself and brings people to himself. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I love I love that approach of even that kind of more organic conversation and engagement mm-hmm. versus just stating your opinion um, in, in a yeah. certain topic that you might feel passionate about. And so, Carrie, this was all super informative. And I feel like, you know, when I first saw your Instagram video, it, it made me think, um, it made me really kind of double check where I'm at with when and what I post. Um, it was actually the middle of last year that I really kind of started actually having a, a good friend of mine call me out on some of the things that I was posting and made me really mm-hmm. think about it. And then I saw your video months later. Um, but I feel like the Lord was just affirming, you know, there are times that are appropriate and not. And, you know, you need to keep learning this. This is good for you to be reminded of in order to glorify me and all that you do. And so thank you for being bold enough to to say what you said and post that video and obviously being willing to come on the podcast to share that with another platform. Um, and so kind of to wrap us up, I like to ask some final questions to every guest I have on the show. And so this is kind of a fun part of the end of a podcast episode. But the first question would be, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Um, wow, it's so hard to narrow in on only one. <laughs> um, I feel like my first thought is to go to like, you know, a quote or a sermon or something. But really, um, I feel like whenever I assess my life, it's really my parents uh, who are both godly individuals um, who just give simple advice. And so I can remember around age eight or something, my dad pulling me aside and correcting me of when I hadn't been considerate to a classmate of mine. And that just stuck with me to just 
think about others and consider others. And so it's simple. It's not necessarily a soundbite, but um, one that has shaped me my entire life. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Dad. Yeah, no, that's so awesome. I love how something that simple can really impact. And I think as parents, too, that kind of helps us think for a second, wow, what am I speaking into my kids? Because that is something they can carry for the rest of their lives. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so bonus question number two, what is a resource that you would suggest to someone listening to this episode that may want more information on what we talked about today? Well, I just happen to have a book coming out in 2021. Yeah, you do. Um, It's um, called Like Jesus, Following God in the Digital Age. And it talks about speaking up is just one chapter in it, but it has a bunch of different chapters. Testimony is another one, um, listening and learning. And so there are eight different um, ways that we can be engaged in following the Lord and using digital tools um, as part of that. Wow, that's awesome. And this is your first of a few books you're going to be writing, right? I have helped with crew um, collaborate with some other books. This is my first um, where I'm the sole author. So it's really exciting. Okay, awesome. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to list that book and obviously your full name in the show notes. So if anybody wanted to go back and, and remember what that was, so they can get a hold of it. And you said it's coming out when? It's coming out sometime this year. We don't have the definitive release date yet. Okay. Um, everything's kind of, you know, on hold because of the pandemic and mm-hmm. stuff. But it'll be coming out soon. I'm sure I'll be announcing it on my Instagram, Facebook, and things. Okay, awesome. So if people wanted to get a hold of you, where would they do that? Obviously, you said your Instagram, if you wanted to share your handle and any other ways that they might be able to get a hold of you. Sure. It's just my name, Carrie Armentrout. Okay, on your Instagram. Awesome. So you'll be announcing mm-hmm. when you know that book's coming out. I'm sure you'll announce where to get it and all of that good stuff. So yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, like I said, I'll link that in the show notes for anybody. Maybe you're driving right now. You can't write that down. Um, you can click on that and get all of that information. And so Carrie, thank you so much again for taking time out. And um, I know you've got your kiddos and all of that. And so it was such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Lori. This is, I love talking about this and I love what you're doing with your platform too. I know the Lord is using you to speak into the lives of others. So thanks for bringing me along to do it today. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, you can't see me, but I'm blushing right now. So <laughs> thank you so much. And as I say at the end of every episode, being faithful in when we speak up and when we don't speak up is not always easy, but it is always worth it. Thank you for listening to the Faithful with a Little podcast. For more information, show notes, a free financial plan, wedding coordinating requests, access to my blog, and more, go to faithfulwithalittle.com. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button so you never miss a future episode. And make sure you give this podcast a five-star review so more people are able to find it and listen in.